is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the Week 2 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, here till 7 o'clock, talking area high school football and looking into the uh, the microscope to look over Week 2. Also, take a look back as well as what we learned in the opening week of the football season. Plenty to talk about over the next 60 minutes. We'll kick it off here in just a second. Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons will join us, and we'll talk about his whirlwind 48 hours, finding out that a game is canceled, and then trying to find an opponent for tomorrow. Ended up finding Mooresville, southwest of Indianapolis, a, a very strong 4A team in central Indiana. They will come up and play the Lions tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 6.15, Coach Mike Brevard, Northside Legends, will join us to talk about his team's big win last week over Snyder. And they have a big one coming up tomorrow at Chambers Field against Bishop DeWanger. Bottom of the hour, Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets, his team. We'll entertain the Eastside Blazers tomorrow in a really, really interesting non-conference showdown uh, down in Monroe. But as we said, let's get it started right away. Talk to Coach Jared Souter of the Leo Lions, who's on the phone with us right now. Coach, how are you? Justin, we're doing good tonight. Excellent. And I, I assume since after a 50 to nothing victory to kick off the season, uh, you're in a pretty good mood. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're... In a much better mood now that we have a game for tomorrow. It was like uh, you had said it was a little crazy yesterday, but uh, we were fortunate enough to find a team to play, so uh, everybody's a little bit happier today than we were last evening. Coach, take us through the process of finding out your game is off and then desperately trying to find a game for tomorrow night. Yeah, well, it, like like we said, it was crazy, but... Um, you know, you, you heard, you started to hear rumors, you know, things that could happen. And, and so we started thinking about, um, even before the game was canceled, kind of thinking about what could be some possible, you know, safety valves in, in terms of getting other games. But then when we officially heard the game was off, that, um, you know, our administration started to really look for, um, for that game. And, you know, we went to different websites and called different schools to, to see who had open dates and, no, I can't uh, say enough about our administration. Our athletic director, uh, Dave Boyce, he just he worked really hard to try to find a game for us, and um, we were turned down several times. Uh, we had some some pretty good leads. Um, thought we're, they were going to work out, and then they were um, there were certain things that couldn't make them make them happen. So it was kind of it was hard because you'd get up and think, okay, this one's going to work, and then it didn't work out. And so I think we had at least five teams. Um, kind of say no, but and, and that wouldn't work out. But then uh, he got a call later in the evening last night that Warrensville might be interested, and so uh, he and the lady talked, and we were able to get something um, worked out for uh, tomorrow night. This we heard officially this morning, so we weren't sure even last night we were going to have this game. But like you said, we're fortunate to have it, and then, uh, we're excited to play. 
And of course, you, uh, Leo Lyons, were supposed to go to Angola tomorrow night. Angola now in quarantine for the next two weeks due to a positive test on DeKalb. And, of course, Angola played DeKalb last week. So, uh, you know, the first real big impact around here, at least once the season has started with DeKalb in Angola. But, Coach, as you mentioned, Ad Mooresville becomes official this morning. How do you approach playing a team when you really don't have any time to scout, let alone game? plan yeah i mean th- that makes it difficult but you know one of the things you got to remember is they're in the same boat as us and when it comes down to you know, the kids just want to play um we we were able to trade film uh this morning once we found out it was official and so um we were able to watch a little bit of that before we went out at practice today and try to get the kids lined up the best we could against what they do and you know you just tell them you got to go out and play um you know the the and it, the the best that you can in terms of what you know and what we've prepared for the past three weeks, just so, you know, in terms of our base offense and defense. And, you know, we've practiced different looks and that might not be exactly what um, Mooresville did, but hopefully we've prepared the kids enough to make adjustments in game and um, adjustments to formations and everything. So just kind of try to remind them of some of the basic rules that we have. And, you know, it's going to be, we're going to have to communicate well tomorrow on both sides of the ball because I'm sure you know, we don't you know, we have, we have one um, game tape on them, and, and so we'll just have to kind of adjust from there. But uh, our kids did a good job today just kind of handling that, and we watched, we were able to show them a little bit of film uh, on Mooresville. So had a pretty good practice um, with their stuff. So uh, you just kind of do what you can and you know, try to get the basics covered and, and just move on from there. Of course, Mooresville coached by Mike Gillen, a longtime Indiana high school football coach in his fourth year with Mooresville. Mooresville won 10 games last year, actually lost in the regional by three to the Evansville Memorial squad that knocked off East Noble in the 4A state championship game. So uh, a lot of uh, a, a big test for you guys tomorrow evening and a really good one I would say I, I, I think you'll say because of a non-conference game can really see where you're at before you begin conference play a week from now. Yeah that's exactly right and uh, you know as, as you know, we approach the game that is one uh, one thing that's nice about it and facing a quality program like Mooresville is it's going to be a challenge and a test and we're going to see exactly you know what we need to improve on and you know, we'll find out how physical we are because they're a very physical football team, uh, big football team. They have some, some talent. And, um, you know, anytime you play a quality program like that, it, it's going to tell you a lot. So, you know, we're going to learn a lot about our football team tomorrow night, and uh, that will definitely help us as we're going into conference play in week three. Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, joining us here at the high school football coaches show. Coach, let's take a quick look back. Last week, fifty to nothing victory over Woodland. The defense got it done. A defensive touchdown. Also had a safety. Jackson Barber only had to throw twice the entire game, but was uh, completed both of those uh, four, and one was a score. Also ran for a touchdown. Carson Hepner got in on the fun. Caden Miller, really complete um, game for you. Even scored on special teams as well. Yeah, we were really proud of how we played, and, and you were right. We scored in all three phases of the game, and you know, I think that's a testament to how our kids uh, prepared in the three weeks prior to that game. And um, you know, they they you know played as well as we'd like to play in week one. Uh, doesn't mean that there weren't things we needed to fix because there were there were plenty of those. But uh, we we're just real happy on you know the level of their play, and uh, you know I thought we played really physical. 
as well, and so it was a good opening start for us. When you look at losing a guy of the caliber of Peyton Wall, and we talked about a coach in the preseason trying to replace him in that offensive backfield, we saw kind of an offensive backfield by committee last week. Can we expect that long-term throughout the yeah, year? I think, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really like the, the guys that we have back there right now. All our uh, sophomores are juniors, and uh, they're just all really doing a fun, phenomenal job for us in practice, and, and they did last week as well. So, yeah, I, I would foresee in, in at least the, the near future seeing a, a committee of running backs and all those guys contributing for us on Friday night. You've only played one regular season game, but I know you played a lot of young kids, particularly on defense, a year ago. Have you seen them playing more instinctively instead of reactionary, even through just one game with the experience they got last year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those guys and the experience they got, just you can just tell confidence level difference um, in the second year of, of varsity football, um, understanding the scheme a little bit better. Um, and, and just playing faster and more physical. Um, and, and so that's been one of the nice things defensively is because we had six or seven guys on the field um, last year. They, they can they've just kind of hit the, hit the field running. Um, and you definitely see a different, uh, a different level of play out of those younger guys. Coach, you mentioned you've exchanged tape with Mooresville. What have you seen that you guys have to be ready for tomorrow night? Yeah, well, there is, there, there's no doubt this is a big physical uh, football team. Um, they uh, they're kind of anchored by uh, two offensive linemen who are um, Purdue commits, uh, two seniors, um, and so they uh, they really have a solid offensive line, solid running game. Uh, they have a young quarterback, but uh, he's pretty good. Um, so they're spread offense, and, and you know they just really uh, do a nice job up front. Um, those two those two bigger kids play on defense as well, so. Um, you know, it's really going to be a test of, of how we can play physically against a, a, a pretty experienced um, physical line for them. And an older line, um, I think across the board they might be seniors as well. So they got a lot of experience, and um, it's, going to be a, it's certainly going to be a war in the trenches tomorrow. Coach, not taking anything away from Woodland in week one, but I have to feel like you're going to feel like you have a better read on your team after tomorrow night, considering you have the next three games, Norwell, New Haven, East Noble, to begin your NE8 slate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, um, you know that, this, this team coming in here being, you know, I think they're, they might be ranked third right now in, in 4A, but like you said earlier, they were a, very competitive team in the postseason, have a lot of kids back. And so, um, you know, we're going to be able to, to really learn a lot about, um, you know, how we play, how we coach. Um, and it's really going to help us, I think, going into conference um, play next week, knowing what we need to fix and what we really need to work on. Um, and maybe some of the things, some things might surprise us too. And, you know, our level of play um, in terms of, the, you know, positive things that we're going to really see as well from this game and, and we expect a lot of those too so um it, it's certainly going to be a learning experience but uh you know it's, it's, it's also going to be a you know maybe a big game feel i know we won't have a whole lot of sta- uh, uh, fans in the stands but um i think certainly two uh two decent programs who haven't played each other um it will bring a little bit of a maybe a postseason feel early on in week two and, and so we'll find out a lot about our football team tomorrow 
Coach, you mentioned limited fans in the stands. You guys start with three straight home games. Last week was at home. Uh, explain the environment last Friday. Was it was it surreal? Did you recognize the the difference in the atmosphere, or were you just too focused on the game to notice? Well, it really, you kind of hit it with your last comment. Once the game got started, um, you really didn't notice it a whole lot. Um, and I think the players felt the same way. I heard some comments from them. Um, of course, it's not as loud. But I think once the game starts, they, they focus on the game and, and the task at hand. And, and I think the coaches and players feel that way. And you really kind of just zoned everything else out. And so I don't think it was that big of a deal um, during the game. Um, of course, the pregame atmosphere and everything like that was a little bit different. But once the, once kickoff happened, then I think everything kind of got into a rhythm of just a regular Friday night. Should be an exciting game out at Leo tomorrow night. Morrisville comes to town, 7 o'clock kickoff at Leo High School. Coach, appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. We'll catch up with you. All right. Hey, thanks, Justin. That was Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, joining us. His team scrambling over the last 48 hours to find an opponent. It was supposed to be Leo at Angola in Week 2, which had a bunch of uh, intrigue in itself. But Angola quarantined for two weeks due to a positive coronavirus case on DeKalb, the opponent for Angola last week. So DeKalb is shelved for three weeks. They won't be back until Week 5. Angola shelved for two weeks due to quarantine. So it will be Leo and Mooresville tomorrow in what should be a very, very good game between two state-ranked teams in Class 4A. We're going to step out, take a break, come back. Coach Mike Brevard, Northside Legends, will join us. You're listening to the Week 2 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show on ES on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Listen up, DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. To claim your share, all you got to do is download the app, sign up using promo code DD, then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least five. Five dollars in value upon entering. Download the top-rated DraftKings dollars in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for a one million dollar cash top prize. That's code DD only at DraftKings. You gotta be 21 or older. Indiana only. Other terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred nine with it. And the hits keep coming. Following the addition of Protect to the most impressive inventory of premium knives, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road continues to bring the best in blades to Northeast Indiana, adding the brand that does not compromise, Benchmade. For over 30 years, this American-made brand has been producing world-class products for world-class customers like you. Benchmade joins Protect and the premier lineup, including Microtech, Spyderco, Hogue, Medford, Emerson knives, zero tolerance knives, and more. Experience the form and function of real quality in person. Come in and get your knife sharpened and see what Blademan's is all about. Custom knives from around the world. Tactical gear. Patriotic apparel. Heck, have a cup of coffee at the shop unmarked. You won't regret experiencing Northeast Indiana's most select collection of best knife brands possible. As always, law enforcement and military discounts available. See you at Blademan's. 
this radio spot could be yours. Ever thought about putting your business on 1380 The Fan? You can, and you'll reach listeners just like you. Our audience is made up of highly educated and affluent listeners who love sports. One email today, and you can see how 1380 The Fan could be a fit for your business. Email the fan 1380 at federatedmedia.com to see how you can become a part of a winning team. Email the fan 1380 at federatedmedia.com to set up your assessment of how 1380 The Fan can help your business win. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Week 2 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here with John Graham producing here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football. And we have Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets coming up here in just a little bit. Thank you to Jared Souter, Leo Lyons for joining us before the break to kick off the show. One of the games that uh, caught a lot of people off guard, maybe not necessarily the winner last Friday, but the emphatic win by this team was was the Northside Legends over the Snyder Panthers 47 to 17. It was the most points ever scored by Northside against Snyder ever in a series dating back to 1965. We're going to see if Northside can keep it going. They get Bishop DeWanger tomorrow at Chambers Field. Head coach of the Northside Legends is Mike Brevard on the line with us right now. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, sir. I thought you'd be a lot more excited after last week, but uh, is it uh, it's a businessman's approach with another big one coming up tomorrow? Uh, most definitely. I think everybody is aware that Northside has the gauntlet, and our schedule definitely keeps us humble. Coach, when you look back at last Friday, let's talk about that game, too. And it, it was just a dominant performance by your program in all three facets. Did you expect it to go the way it did, or did it even surprise you a little bit? Uh, I, I would say kind of a little of both. Uh, I mean, because I mean, out the gate, it was just kind of like we jumped on them, and that definitely surprised me. But I know uh, these kids are hungry. they got a lot of built-up emotion inside of them, just that, I mean, you heard Deuce say the game was personal for him, but, I mean, even bigger than that, I mean, you're talking about kids that have been in this program for three years, and they just finally feel like this year is the year. And we mentioned, Coach, you know, we talked about it in preseason. This this senior group was your first group at Northside. Take us back to those guys as wide-eyed freshmen and you taking over and how much they've grown to now. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I took over in 2017, I kind of had a, a no BS policy pretty much. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I had to let some guys go who were, you know, returning starters. And, you know, I, I just rocked with, uh, with the young guys who, who listened. And I, I took my lumps and I... You know, I knew what I was getting myself into, and I remember doing an interview where I said, you know, this is a four-year plan. Because my from day one, it was all about building a program and building young men. And at the end of the day, the standard is the standard, and wherever you set that bar, the kids will reach you. 
And definitely have been able to do that in impressive fashion uh, this year and even previous years, going from zero wins to two wins to four wins last year and getting off to a great start. And it started right away last Friday. Jalen Walker, the 25-yard fumble return for a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. Then it's Deuce Taylor to Jordan Turner on your first play, uh, offensive play of the game. So a quick starting offense for a group that eventually finished with over 450 yards of total offense. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, those guys, they're, they're, they're just hungry, and I think they're just excited with this new offense. And, you know, the, I mean, with Dwanger, they've been known for their defense, so I think it would be a great, you know, great matchup on Friday. Deuce Taylor, he throws five touchdowns. He throws three for 378 yards, both program records. He jumps out of the gate here in week one and makes a big impression for a kid that, that showed it last year. But as a senior now, what has Deuce Taylor shown you uh, comparatively to his junior season? Uh, definitely his leadership. You know, everybody know the kid can, you know, throw the ball on the rope and throw it a mile. But I think when he first transferred in, I think he was a little timid, just not trying to step on toes, where, you know, having a year underneath his belt. And I think now he's just fully comfortable. I mean, just the team has embraced him. And, I mean, he's just fully thriving with the leadership position. We kind of consider that quarterback position to be an extension of the coaching staff. And I think he's doing a great job so far. Coach, somebody we've talked about in the past and I, I think deserves attention, and, and he scored a touchdown last week, is Ronald Collins. I mean, he was a kid that was a starting quarterback for this program before Deuce Taylor came in. The majority of kids would say I'm transferring and finding another place to play quarterback. Ronald Collins has stuck it out. He's helped this team through the last couple years at different positions, and he's being rewarded for it. Yes, Ronald, great kid, great attitude. Like, overall, holistically, this kid makes the program go. I mean, from from him personally, from his from his family support, they've been great. And you know, last year we had to kind of drown out the media noise with all the transfer stuff and you know the switch of position stuff. But it was internally, you know, everything was going. You know, he he was on board with everything, and he kind of liked the idea of kind of showcasing his athletic ability. I think when he played quarterback. Guys knew whenever we had a design quarterback run, he was deadly with his feet. So, you know, now what we want to do is we just want him to showcase his natural God-given ability in open space. Coach Mike Bavard, Northside Legends, joining us here on the High School Football Coaches Show. And it was a lot of excitement coming out of Friday night. How quick did you turn the page? Was it Saturday? Was it Monday when the kids came back? What was it like on your end? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, even though it was a big win, I mean, I think coaches all had this mentality that, you know, when the game ends, you kind of celebrate it. But I think instantly you kind of move on to the next opponent. You know, we already start the, the film sharing with the winger. Then when you wake up, you know, you just go right after it. So, uh, you know, I, I tell the guys, you know, celebrate it for, you know, 24 hours. But, you know, let's, let's keep it short-lived. Let's remain humble and let's continue to grind with our head down. Coach, we asked Jared Souter during the first segment about playing a game, and he had limited fans uh, at Leo last week, but you had zero fans out at Spooler Stadium. How surreal was that? Uh, I mean, secretly, I, I, I kind of like. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I'm just. I mean, you, you. I think you miss the you miss the excitement, you know, with the big plays or just the crowd noise and the momentum shifts. But, I mean, it was definitely nice just, uh, you know, just to have that, that quietness. And plus, I mean, even with the big plays, I think our sideline did a good job of keeping up the energy. 
Yeah, and once again, no fans tomorrow night at, at Chambers Field. Uh, a disappointment because it definitely would have been packed out at North tomorrow night. Coach, we've talked so much about Deuce Taylor over the last seven days, but wanted to give your defense credit that really for a for a yeah an offense that's in transition with Snyder, but still has some big hosses up front. Really were able to command the line of scrimmage with regularity. We've talked a bit about it before, winning every single play at eleven positions, and I think for the fair amount of the game, your defense was able to do that. Uh, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of get caught up with our offense because we have a lot of returning starters, but we also have a lot of returning guys on defense. And this year, I kind of, you know, broke a rule where before only allowed guys to play one side of the ball, where now I'm really trying to just maximize guys' potentials and use their strengths to cover another guy's weakness. And I'm allowing guys to kind of play on both sides. You know, uh, our saying pretty much is that we'll have two-way players, not two-way starters. But at the end of the day, you know, the ultimate goal is to contribute to a victory. Coach, you played Bishop DeWanger twice last year. You helped open Shields Field in Week 2 at DeWanger last year. It was a 36 to nothing loss, but a very competitive game at home at Chambers Field in the playoffs. A 35-22 to win for Bishop DeWanger there. Uh, the amount of growth that your team showed between Week 2 and that sectional game last year was huge. Can your kids take any confidence away from that sectional game, or have you completely turned the page from that? We turned the page. That's that's all 2019. 2020 is a whole different year. I mean, you just got, I mean, just think about everything that just happened in this year from, from COVID to the Black Lives Matter movement to do we have a football season or not. So I think it's just really just a new year. and We're just taking everything day by day, week by week, because, number one, we don't know, you know, when this game will be taken away from us due to, a, you know, COVID numbers rising. So we just want to enjoy the moment. Coach, you toppled one uh, perennial SAC power last night or last week. You get Bishop DeWanger that brings a little bit more veteran presence back uh, comparatively to Snyder from a year ago. So what have you seen, what you guys need to be ready for tomorrow night? I think, you know, one thing that you definitely have when you have returning players is that, especially this season having COVID and, you know, a lot of, I mean, after having three months off, yeah. You know, they, I think, hit the ground running because these guys are program kids. They're tradition rich. So I think that's why everybody is kind of challenging Northside. Can Northside be as disciplined as Dwanger? Can Northside be as sound as Dwanger? And, I mean, ultimately, I think people will be surprised. Coach, what are the keys tomorrow night? Northside has to play Northside football. We got to be sound. We got to be disciplined. And most importantly, we have to execute. All right, Coach. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Wish it was a big crowd, but uh, we'll have to be satisfied with two really good programs meeting at Chambers Field tomorrow night. Coach, appreciate it. We'll catch up to you. Thanks again, Justin. That's Coach Mike Brevard, Northside Legends, joining us. His team, 1-0 for the first time in about five years since 2015 after beating Snyder 47-17 to last Week And it was the fifth straight year that Northside has led the season off with Snyder. Since that started, here are the scores. Starting in 2016, 56 to nothing Snyder, 59 to 7 Snyder, 31 to 8 Snyder, 51 nothing Snyder last year. This year, 47 to 17 victory for the Northside Legends. The 30 point victory is the largest in the series for Northside since 1988. When Dale Dorfler and the then Northside Redskins beat Snyder 31 to nothing in that year. So a lot to be excited about with Northside, but they have to turn the page and get ready for 
at least on paper, is a better, more experienced veteran football team than Snyder is. And that's the Bishop DeWanger Saints coming into Chambers Field tomorrow night. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, talk to Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets. His team takes on a very good Eastside Blazers squad tomorrow night at Monroe. We'll break it all down with Coach Mosier when we return. This is the High School Football Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you experience a broken, cracked, or chipped home window in your house, don't worry. City Glass is open and ready to help you. They can either come to your home or, if you prefer, you can bring your items to City Glass for a problem-free repair. Just call them and let them know you're out front and they will come out to your vehicle and pick up your item. If you've been thinking about a customized shower door, tub enclosure, framed or frameless mirrors, now is a good time to look for what you want on Pinterest or CityGlassSpecialty.com to get an idea of what you want. Then, once you've decided Bring your ideas to City Glass. They can either come to your home or they can take your measurements and information over the phone or you can email them a picture and your measurements for a quote. They will customize your shower door, tub enclosure, or mirror exactly how you want it and install it now or schedule a future installation to create the bathroom of your dreams. City Glass Specialty, 2124 South Calhoun Street, Reblox south of the Oyster Bar. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturdays, 9 to noon. Now you can purchase your ED medications locally for less money. The Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne has been Fort Wayne's local trusted specialty pharmacy for over 40 years. And now when you transfer your prescriptions for sildenafil or tadalafil, that's generic for Viagra and Cialis, the Medicine Chest has them available at a fraction of the cost. Easy pickup or discreet delivery available. Transfer your prescription online and refill with their mobile app. Go to MedChestRx.com now for ED medications locally for less money. From the Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne. Our veterans risked it all to protect our freedoms. And now, as we all fight the coronavirus, vulnerable vets. Learn how you can help an isolated or sick veteran at HealVets.org. Help heal veterans with the support of citizens like you. Creates, manufactures, and distributes therapeutic art and crafts projects for our veterans and military at no charge to them. HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Go for real. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. New message. Your social security number has been suspended. If you do not contact us, your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Week 2 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, John Graham efforting Michael Mosier right now. Hope to talk to the head coach of the Flying Jets about the showdown with Eastside coming up tomorrow evening. Let's run down the Week 2 schedule 
right now and see what we have on tap tomorrow night in the SAC as we talked about it with Coach Mike Brevard. The Bishop Dwenger Saints will travel to Brevard's Northside Legends 7 o'clock kickoff out of Chambers Field. Once again, reminder here, no fans allowed in the SAC again this week. Uh, I think that will be go to limited fans next week in terms of parents and guardians allowed in the gates. But uh, elsewhere in the SAC tomorrow night, Bishop Lures and Wayne. I, I, uh, you know, people immediately pencil in Bishop Lures for this one. Wouldn't be surprised. I thought Wayne had a better showing than a lot of people expected against Bishop Dwanger last week. Meanwhile, Bishop Lures looked all sorts of of, uh, of confused and lost in taking on Carroll last week to kick off the season at Lures Field. So I I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Wayne victory come the, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Snyder and Carroll. Talk about a team that wants to rebound. Snyder Panthers dropped by 30 last week. They go to the Carroll Chargers tomorrow night. You know, you talk to coaches at every level of football, and they will tell you the biggest um, biggest stretch of growth for every football team is between weeks one and two. When you finally get on the football field in a competitive actual game environment not counting scrimmages and you can see how some of these kids react to different situations and 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 really kind of either perform you find out if these kids are just practice stars or actually have it for friday night i can guarantee you it was a tireless and endless uh, amount of work put in by the snyder coaching staff for the last seven days to get ready for carol Carroll's going to be the favorite, but I expect a better showing out of the Panthers tomorrow night as opposed to what we saw last Friday at Spooler Stadium and that loss to Northside. Uh, speaking of Spooler Stadium, that will be the site for the Southside Archers and the Northrop Bruins. North, Northrop 1-0 for the first time in a decade, trying to go to 2-0 for the first time since the mid-2000s, I want to say. It's been quite a long time since Northrop has started the season 2-0. In fact, it was 2006 under Coach Ernie Bojrab where the Northrop Bruins beat Southside in Concordia to start the year 2-0. and So Coach Jason Dorfler trying to get his team to 2-0. and And then they have a Wayne team coming up in Week 3 that's very winnable. So Northrop Bruins really in a good spot to try to get a couple wins here early in the season. And really look good going into the second half. And, of course, Homestead and Concordia tomorrow night opening up the new digs in Zollner Stadium, new turf, new scoreboard. Unfortunately, nobody will be there to enjoy it. But Homestead trying to bounce back after a loss in week one to Northrop and Concordia trying to prove that that defense is for real and they can be an SAC contender tomorrow night against the Spartans. Spartans expected to be at full strength tomorrow after missing some guys last week who were in quarantine. We got a hold of Michael Mosier. He's on the line. Let's talk some 1A football with Coach Mosier of the Adams Central Flying Jets. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good, Coach. Take us back. Uh, the road game at Fremont to kick the season off, a 43-12 to victory for your squad. Well, I thought our kids did, did real well. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes, of course, like all first games and all first teams uh, do. But uh, I, I think overall, looking at the film, I thought we played well. I thought we... Uh, we did a lot of our responsibilities that we needed to get done. We tackled well, we pursued well, uh, and we ran the ran the ball well. So I think our guys did did real well. Um, you know, we're still got a we still got a lot to improve on. We got Eastside coming down here tomorrow, and that's going to be a big game for us. They're tough, uh, they're good, and it's going to be a big big test for us. 
Coach, we talked preseason about your team, and, and you were trying to figure out the quarterback spot. Where do the Flying Jets uh, sit now heading into week two? Well, uh, we're going with Ryan Black uh, because my son uh, tore his MCL. And uh, so he and, he and Ryan were going at it and pretty close. And so now that, uh, that injury has kind of made it uh, uh, cemented. And Ryan Black, as a sophomore, I thought did a super job coming in uh, last week doing what we needed him to do. You know, as a sophomore, we're not, we're not asking much of him except get the snap and hand the ball off and make, make the passes that we want him to make. And I think he did a really good job with that, and I'm, I'm pleased with how he was able to do that. Um, so right now it's, it's him, and he's doing a really good job. Coach, when we talked before the season started, you had some insightful comments about the quarterback battle and when one of those guys in it is your son. And, you know, we've seen other coaches at at high school and college level go through this this same thing. And whether you're psychoanalyzing, are you favoring your son? Are you uh, purposely not favoring your son because you don't want to seem like a homer? I mean, the mind games that I'm sure you can play with yourself. And and you said, you know, I'm relying on my coaches to kind of be that unbiased observer. Right, and and they really were, and I and I thought we were at the point before his injury where they were they were pretty equal uh, going into that week of uh, of the scrimmage against Central Noble, and uh, you know as a as a dad I was really looking forward to seeing seeing him play and seeing what he could could do, and it just unfortunately was was taken away, and and you know it, it's it's bad for a coach when you have a kid go down like that, but it's even worse as a dad because it's, you know, you're, it just feels like the, the wind's taken out of your sails a little bit because you so want him to do well. But uh, I feel bad for him. I know he was, he was torn up by it and just uh, uh, heartbroken over that, and he had worked really hard and, and really had a legitimate shot, I think, at, at being our starting QB. But, uh, but Ryan right now, Josh, is very supportive of him, and the team has been very supportive of Ryan, and he's doing a really good job. And, and you are right. I mean, it's tough to be the bad it really is, but right now I have to put that behind me and, and be the coach. These other kids need me. I can't sit and be the press that my son's not there, even though, <laughs> even though it is. And every dad coach would would agree with me. It, it's tough not having him there. It it, it is. Sure. Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets, joining us here in the High School Football Coaches Show. And whoever the quarterback was going to be for you guys, at least he had a lot of uh, production back in that offensive backfield. And once again, last week was big for him. Uh, A little bit about that position group, because it's it's, it's really been sensational for you over the last several years. Well, we we just have been really, really blessed with some kids that just uh, love running the ball. And we've been blessed with some linemen, you know, that that believe that that's that's what we are they just believe in the system that we 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 have and they believe in how we're implementing it and it doesn't always go according to plan but our guys uh seem to gel and mesh well and uh, i thought alex curry uh proved how how good of, uh and 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 dangerous a back he is he's got great speed and and blake last week proved that he's a he's a load and he can uh he can he can get through that line as tough as anyone so it's it's really a, an exciting tandem to have, and and on our way back, we got two that are kind of competing against that spot, Brenton Lugler and a freshman by the name of Ryan Tester, and, and both those guys have looked real well, and and uh, both will see some, some playing time for sure. 
Coach, the impressiveness of last year's 19-7 to victory in the regional over South Adams yeah. really came down to your defense. So we've talked a lot about uh-huh. tonight about your offense, but defensively, right. do you feel like they've picked up where they left off? I, I think so. I, I think our, our defensive coaches, John Hammond, our D coordinator, uh, Tyler Roach, and my dad, Rod, just do – uh, an outstanding job of getting these guys prepared. They do an outstanding job of, of scouting. And, and, you know, we, we work a lot of defense. I mean, we, we work probably more defense than we work offense. Now, my defensive guys will laugh at that, but there is some truth <laughs> to that because the big joke is one more play. There's always one more play that we got to do. But we do believe in, in, in defense. I believe in defense. You know, defense wins championships, and I really believe that. And I think our guys did. Uh, an outstanding job of you know it, you know we didn't panic. Fremont took the ball and they marched down and they scored and got on the uh, got on the scoreboard first. And in our guys, you know, don't panic and figured out the speed of the game a little bit again. You know, it's hard to get that speed of the game, especially going up against the, the JV scout team. I think it just took them some time to really get the the speed going of of playing another varsity team. And and then they tightened up and and played real well. And and I think that's kind of a uh, really the linchpin of, of who we are is, is, yeah, we have some offensive threats, but uh, we work a lot of defense, and, and that's really where it's at. Coach, you know, last year, I don't think anybody knew what to expect out of Adam Central. You yourself kind of didn't know what yeah. to expect. But I felt like right. we, week two going to Eastside last year, getting a win, that kind of opened some people's eyes. And we didn't even know yet that Eastside was going to be a 10-win team and then win their yeah. first ever sectional championship. Uh, so I feel like, man, could, was yeah. that the week last year when you kind of started thinking, hey, we could have something here with a lot of these young kids? It, it really was because we knew how good Eastside was. Uh, and we, I, I did not go into that game expecting uh, what a win. I mean, we, we did. We go in there, and every coach, you know, we're going to go try and win. But really, I, I wanted to keep it close. That's what I really thought. Uh, I, I knew Eastside was was better than us, and and yet these guys just 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 proved to me that that they can play. And I think it really was that game that said an awful lot about our our senior leadership. That said, whoa. Um, these guys beat Eastside at Eastside. That's something that doesn't happen very often at all. I mean, I can count on one hand how many times we've been able to do that. So it's, it's rare. And those guys really did. And I think it set the tone for who we are. And, and we're looking for the same thing, you know, th- this year. I still think we're, we're a young and inexperienced in, uh, in areas and we're still learning. I'm still waiting for, you know, a, a moment that these guys can prove that, uh, uh, I can I can believe in them a little bit, and and we'll see if we can get there. I, I'm not sure when that is. We're taking one game at a time, but uh, I'm hoping to see that again this week. Coach, let's talk a little bit more in depth on East Side. They bring a lot back from last year's 10-win team. Yeah. Laban Davis is back. Lane Kleckner yep. is underrated. Wade Miller is very good on the yep. perimeter. Uh, they have a lot of weapons, and Coach Todd Mason bringing those guys into Monroe tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. what, what have you seen that you guys have to be ready for? Well, we got to be ready for their toughness for sure. Uh, they're fast, they're quick uh, offensively, and they their linemen. I'm telling you, their linemen just get after it. So we have to really step it up defensively uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna stop them. If we if we can't, they're gonna pick us apart and they're gonna brood us. You know, they're gonna just power that ball uh, and finesse us all the way down the field. And so it, it is a it is a challenge. You know, we have so much respect for Eastside, and we have a lot of respect for. I have a lot of respect for Todd and what he's able to do, and, and, and they likewise. So I think this is a great game uh, to, to kind of equal, equal programs in a lot of ways. 
Uh, we, 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 you know, we, we stress the physical, we stress defense, and it's going to be a huge, huge challenge. Their defense is always, always just attacking. Uh, they, they do a really good job of stopping our run game, so we have to be able to be ready to, uh, to, to do other things if we need to, and I'm not sure if we can do other things. So that's the, that's the big challenge. Um, it's it's going to be an exciting game. We're not going to have too many fans here, so uh, people are going to have to really uh, pay attention to the, the, the witness media and, and see how that goes because uh, it's going to be a good game. I really believe that. Yeah, Coach, you kind of hit on my next point. You know, limited fans there, and yeah. you know just how yeah. crazy it can get in Monroe, especially for a game of this magnitude. So yeah. how does the atmosphere or lack thereof impact a team uh, going into a game like this? Or is it something like, you know, I don't really know until it happens? Oh, well, it, 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 it's it's going to be a factor. I, th- I think it will. You know, last last week uh, at Fremont, they didn't have as, as many tighter of restrictions. And so a lot of our fans and their fans were there. And it seemed it didn't seem anything different to me. It still seemed like a, a varsity game. Uh, this one is going to seem very different where they're not going to have any fans and we're only going to have you know, maybe 30, 40 people, and it's just it's just seniors and their parents. So experience for our kids and for Eastside. And so it's going to be interesting to see what team can handle that and what team can, can just find the energy within themselves. That's what I told the kids. They just got to find some type of energy off our sidelines, off our players, uh, to be able to not let the, the deadness okay, of the atmosphere <laughs> take you down. It'll It'll be a challenge. I'm sure it will. Coach, what's it come down to tomorrow night? Oh, possessions, I think. I, I, I do think possessions. I think uh, the other thing would, would be mistakes, turnovers. Uh, I think it's going to be that tight. That, that I think it'll position, uh, a possession, holding the ball. Uh, you know, we want to drain that clock as much as we can. Hold on to that ball. I think the team can win that possession that can uh, make the, the, the less amount of mistakes and turnovers going to win the ball game. Coach, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you this question. You know, we've already seen coronavirus and the quarantine hit yeah. uh, earlier this week to Cal Bangola. Homestead was missing some kids. And, and you know, take, yeah. for example, Homestead, missing a lot of their linebackers last yeah. week. But they can kind of uh, handle it, being a 6A yeah. school. But you look at Adams Central, you look at South Adams, you look at Cherubusco, where yeah. you're dressing 40 yeah. kids. You know, yeah. you lose five kids, you may not be able to go out and compete. So, man, how, how stressful is that And and for the margin for error to be so thin for schools like Adam Central. It is very stressful. It, it, it has been the most uh, stressful season as a coach I have had, and and the and the issue is you just can't you can't do anything about it. I mean, you are at the mercy of whatever happens, and every day, you know, every day we count our blessings. Every day we we take attendance and we <laughs> we make sure that everybody is here and make sure that those that are not are healthy and. And just kind of, you know, pray and cross our fingers that we'll be able to go because our, our goal, our goal from day one when we started in, in July is let's get through this season. You know, no matter what happens, let's, let's play every game that we can, uh, and let's get through it. And that's kind of our goal. And we hope we still can because there's a lot that, that, that can't. So it really is, uh, a challenge. Um, it's a, it's a physical challenge. It's a mental challenge. And, and we're really, as a coaching staff, trying to take one game, one day, one game at a time, 
and that's all we can do. And I think if you can do that, you kind of alleviate stress because there's absolutely nothing you can do about the future. <laughs> absolutely. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Good luck tomorrow Thanks. night. Yep. should be a fun one. Yep. Thank you. It will be. Thank you. That was Coach Michael Mosier, Adams Central Flying Jets, joining us. His team 1-0 after a 43-12 win over Fremont. The home opener tomorrow night with limited fans in attendance against Eastside. And Todd Mason's Eastside team brings back arguably the most production from a year ago. Eastside won 10 games last season. They won their first ever sectional championship. They beat Bishop Lures in the sectional semis. Uh, they really competed with Eastbrook, at least for the first yeah quarter and a half in the regional before losing but uh, eastbrook is a traditional power in central indiana in two way and uh, it was a new experience for Eastside for sure but if you're looking for a team that could maybe be a sneaky pick to get deep in the postseason if we get that far this year definitely the Eastside blazers but they face their first test of the year tomorrow night at monroe and we'll see just where adam central is as well do they have the firepower to compete with an east side and that is merely a primer for later in the year against South Adams. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, and we'll break down the rest of the Week 2 schedule when we come back. You're listening to the High School Football Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Major League Baseball is here. Points bet is ready to go yard with 10 bucks for every homer hit. Why? Well, we figured home runs are pretty cool, but why not make them epic? So now when a ball goes yard, 10 bucks in free bets goes in your pocket. Ball breaks a windshield in a parking lot? You guessed it. $10 in free bets goes in your account. The more balls sent deep, that's right, the more free bets you get. So batter up and get ready to let it fly. 10 bucks in free bets every home run your team hits. Download the PointsBet app today. Use promo code INDIANA. PointsBet. Stay sharp. PointsBet is a proud partner with the Hollywood Casino Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Must be present in Indiana. Must be 21 or older. Additional terms and conditions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. World Baseball Academy is hosting the 2020 Dinner on the Diamond Picnic at the Plate fundraising event hosted at the Ash Center right on one of the newly turfed baseball diamonds. Mark your calendar for Saturday, September 12th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. and bring your chairs and blankets. You'll enjoy a live band, great food and drinks, a silent and live auction with a lively WBA message, picnic style, right on the diamond. If you've been wanting a safe outdoor event with live music, great food, and fun for all, get your tickets now for World Baseball Academy's Dinner on the Diamond, Picnic at the Plate, coming up Saturday evening, September 12th from 6 to 9 p.m. This is a community event to support the mentoring of at-risk youth. It's Dinner on the Diamond at the Ash Center. Outdoors on one of the new turf fields. With tickets and information available right now at worldbaseballacademy.com. That's worldbaseballacademy.com. Hurry, tickets are limited and going fast. Get yours before they're gone. And join the fun September 12th. Many employees unable to work because of COVID-19 related reasons may be able to take up to two weeks of paid sick leave and up to 10 more weeks of paid leave to care for their children whose schools or places of care have closed or whose daycare providers are unavailable. To find out if you qualify, visit dol.gov slash FFCRA or call a trained professional at 866-4US-WAGE. This message is sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor. 
You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Follow us on Twitter now at 1380thefan. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere and listen live at 1380thefan.com. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here in the week two edition of the High School Football Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. He is John Graham working the buttons and dials as producer here for just a couple more minutes before we give way back to national programming. And we broke down a little bit of the SAC Week 2 schedule a bit ago before Coach Michael Mosier joined us. Let's take a look at the Northeast State Week 2. Columbia City, a team that took care of business against Cherubusco last week, 38 to nothing as they opened their new digs at the new Columbia City High School. They travel to Central Noble for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Central Noble under first-year coach Hayden Kilgore, the youngest coach in the state of Indiana at the high school football level. That team went to West Noble last week and got a win over the rival 27-14. to So no easy task tomorrow night for, for uh, excuse me, Columbia City as they go to Central Noble. East Noble will play Northwood. And, and you know, Coach Luke Amstutz has never shied away from a challenge, particularly in the non-conference. Last year's non-conference were Plymouth and Mishawaka. They prepared them for a run to state. The week bef- the year before, Plymouth and Warsaw. year before that, also Plymouth and Warsaw. In 2016, Indianapolis Cathedral came to Kendallville to kick off the season. Cathedral was supposed to play Cincinnati Moeller that week, and it, it, it didn't happen. Moeller is one of the top programs in the country, and instead of playing Cincinnati Moeller, Luke Amstutz reaches out to Cathedral and says, hey, why don't you come to our place and, and play that game? It was crazy. So last week, East Noble plays Plymouth. They win 31 to nothing. They go to Northwood this week, another 4A contender that East Noble may have to deal with in the regional. They go to Huntington North next week, a improved Viking squad, and then they've added Penn for week four to replace DeKalb. Now, as we said, DeKalb out for three weeks. So East Noble had a open date that September 11th. They've added 6A Penn. The Kingsmen will come to Kendallville in week four, September 11th. So make no mistake, East Noble and Luke Amstutz, he will take his team to play whoever, whenever, wherever. And tomorrow is a big challenge as the Knights hit the road to take on the Panthers. And Coach Nate Andrews' squad has, has been a consistent 4A contender, kind of took a step back last year, but went undefeated in the regular season in 2018. They beat East Noble and Kendallville 46-35 to in the playoffs in 2018. So no, there's no doubt that tomorrow is a challenge for East Noble and doesn't get any better after that, that's for sure. Elsewhere in the Northeast State coming up tomorrow night, You'll have Heritage at Norwell as the Knights look to go 2-0. Huntington North, an improved squad. As I said, they go to Jay County. Mississinawa is at New Haven. And we we mentioned the aforementioned Mooresville and Leo coming up. We talked to Jared Souter to begin the show about that game. The Allen County Athletic Conference tomorrow night, Bluffton at Manchester. We talked about Eastside at Adams Central. Also, South Adams 
at Cass. That's an addition for South Adams. Lewis Cass, traditionally a very good team in 2A in Central Indiana. They got torched 44 to nothing last week against Pioneer. So with a new coach in Clayton Mannering with Lewis Cass, could it be a rebuilding season for the Kings? South Adams heads there tomorrow to take them on. And also Woodland goes to South uh, Bend Adams tomorrow night. Of course, in South Bend Adams, in, in all of South Bend, no fans for the entirety of the season, if I remember correctly. Adams beat South Bend Washington 33 to nothing last week, so they're 1 0. And of course, in the Northeast Corner Conference, looking at the NECC Week 2, we mentioned Central Nova West, mentioned Eastside, Fremont's at Prairie Heights, Lakeland and Cherubusco, Osceola Grace at Fairfield, West Noble at Wawasee. So plenty of football coming up tomorrow night. Yes, some teams are off. Belmont's off. DeKalb's off. Angola's off. But still a lot to see in and around Northeast Indiana. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to John Graham producing. Thanks to Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, Mike Brevard, Northside Legends, and Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets. We'll be back this same time next Thursday to put a wrap on week two and look ahead to week three. For John Graham, I'm Justin Kinney. This has been the High School Football Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.